It's over. The Bucks have done it. The long wait has ended. After a half century, the Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a second Super Bowl title in franchise history. And Tom Brady doesn't pass the torch yet to Mahomes, does he? Dave Roberts. Backward strike three. Dodgers have won it all in 2020. Welcome to Sports Next, episode 32 here on Ecstatic Radio. And uh, I am Henry. I'm Mr. Hodge. And I'm Uncle Phil. We have a lot of stuff going on, too. We had our UFC fight night uh, this past Saturday. We're also going to have UFC 266 coming up. Some big series in uh, baseball happened to determine some wild card standings. And, of course, we had NFL Week 2 that just passed by and uh, some basketball stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, we are going to debut some music for you guys today during our breaks. So we're going to be doing some music uh, for you guys. And uh, we're not going to be actually playing, playing music live, but... We'll be putting some music, uh, yeah. so uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, but let's start off the way that we always start off. Aj doing his thing with the birthdays, All so right. uh, we've already got some pretty good birthdays today. So take it away. All right, let's celebrate these Virgos. We are recording on September twentieth. This is like the last day of the Virgos. Then we're on to Libras. Oh, oh, yeah. uh, not them Libras. Yeah. I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I mean, I don't know much about Libras, but I've seen like. <laughs> I, I've seen a couple of like Libra women, and let me tell you, yeah, they're, they're very beautiful. Okay, let's. Oh, okay. oh yeah. This <laughs> <laughs> happy thinking something else. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, so we're the Virgos. The last day, so let's celebrate. Uh, again, we are September twentieth. Happy birthday to Ian Desmond. Okay. Kramer Robertson, AJ Romos, Ken Giles. Uh, Jason Bay, Anthony Smith. Carlos, is, that the one who just, is that the fighter who just fought? I believe that's the one in the major leagues. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, Anthony Smith, Carlos Hyde, Trayvon Diggs, Tiffany Hayes, Kyle Anderson, Marvin Vittori, and Hobby. All right. Yeah, the GOAT was a Sports Next Hall of Famer. (laughs) Speaking of Sports Next Hall of Fame, we have another potential inductee into the uh, Sports Next Hall of Fame. Uh, It was announced on Saturday. We actually had two retirements announced on uh, Saturday for years uh, during fight night with uh, former uh, bantamweight uh, contender Joseph Benavides. And this one, which has been one of my favorites for a while, Carlos Condit. So we're gonna talk about Carlos. Gonna see how he's gonna be. Uh, he's gonna win inducted. Let's give you some uh, quick uh, uh, record of uh, Carlos. Kind of his highlights. He's 32 14 career record in MMA. He's a former WEC welterweight champion. He's five and zero in the WEC interim UFC welterweight champion. Five fight of the nights with Rory McDonald. One include with Rory McDonald, GSP, Johnny Hendricks, Robbie Lawler. So you can tell he's fought quite a good name of uh, welterweights. Two knockout of the nights against Dan Hardy and Dung Hyun Kim. So, fellas, Phil, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna let you start off. Mm-hmm. Carlos Condit into the Sporting Hall of Fame, yes or no? I prefer to say yes because I feel like he was a pivotal part of what I believe was the second wave of the height of the UFC, which was the mm-hmm. early 2010s. 
where we had a stacked roster, where we had like when Brock came in, when the heavyweights was like Cam Vasquez, when super buff, super strong, um, what's the name? Um, Overeem was there. We had Don mm-hmm. Rossi come in. We had both of the DS brothers fighting. And the fact that Carl Condit was on the in the upper echelon of the welterweight division, where he was able to fight people like the Dan Champ, and who people would say was is the GOAT in George St. Pierre. Mm-hmm. The fact that he was able to do pretty well against him, but can it take him down? And people would say that he did pretty well. And I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, he did beat Nick Diaz, he who is going to make a comeback this year. Or not yep, this year, he did this Saturday, him. I should say. Yeah, yeah. And just the fact that he was able to get the interim welterweight belt, that should be alone being able to say, other than ESP at the time, I was the best at a certain time certain point of that division. So that alone, I see that he should be able to be in the Sports Next Hall of Fame. Okay. And for me, I got to also say yes. I mean, he's been one of my friends for a while. Like you said, he he did a lot for UFC in the time in that time where it was like getting up there and he fought some of like the best in the in the welterweight division. You know, even even now, you know, he you look at all, all the names of these guys and uh Obviously, he was victorious in some. Some of he wasn't, but uh, either way, like he, he put he put up great fights against them. He was made entertaining. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would say yeah, I'm putting him into the Sports Six Hall of Fame. Hodge. Yeah, it would be blasphemous if I said no. This guy is well deserved of the Sports Next Hall of Fame. He gets a yes from me. All right, so there you go. Our newest inductee to the sports. I'm sure it's a great accomplishment for him. Probably is. Greatest, oh yeah, you know, right behind, right, right behind it will be his interim championship. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure it's gonna be it's probably gonna be hanging picture of us uh, <laughs> as well. Yeah, it, it, it's the it's the greatest honor of all. Like, like people right. should be jealous that they're not in the Sports Next Hall of Fame. Right. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Agree. Agree to disagree. All right. <laughs> Uh, with that being said, we'll be right back at some uh, UFC. We're going to talk about fight night and, uh, of course, uh, UFC 266. So we'll be right back.
Anthony Smith versus Ryan Spann over here in the main event of last week's uh, UFC fight night at the Apex. And uh, Anthony Smith, I mean, man, he looked good. I mean, he made me look bad, but he made himself <laughs> look even better. And uh, Anthony, like you guys, both of you guys said, uh, he's gonna look, he's gonna look clean, and he looked really good in the third round and the first round. I'm sorry, winning three minutes and forty seven seconds over Span. Uh, what do you guys think of this fight? I don't know why myself, but I wasn't expecting a submission win, mm-hmm. and he seemed pissed because I think Span was taking fucking trash before the fight, saying that he's gonna whoop his ass, like. Oh, yeah, dis- yeah, yeah. In a disrespectful way. So, Smith was all, like, pissed off and said, oh, you know, whoop his ass or whatever. So, I'm guessing he doesn't like people talking trash because he is pretty, quote-unquote, vanilla for the UFC. Not really up for talking trash and just lets his fighting do the talking. So, I'm guessing mm-hmm. he, does, like he says in an interview, he's done being nice or something like that because you can honestly tell that he was angry with all the trash talking. So mm-hmm. I am happy that he got the win, especially in a relatively fast fashion in a main event. So I'm happy that he was able to get the win. Good for him. Yeah. Hodge? Um, Smith looked super impressive. Um, um, I know they call Ryan Span Superman, but he looked anything but the man of steel that night. Um, Smith came in. And like you guys said, he didn't take um, light of the trash talking and he dominated in a major way. So um, I, 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 I kind of didn't, I mean, I understand things happen and people talk crap or whatever. So, so I understand the frustration, but like uh, it, it didn't look classy, but at the same time, you gotta, I guess you gotta um, let them know who's boss. So, so that, that was the only thing that threw be off about Anthony Smith, but hey, he won and he he dominated. He responded. So uh, yeah, I mean, I security rushed to the octagon. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, how do like how do you do that? How do you put away actual fighter UFC fighters and and keep them from punching each other? I mean, that's. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, I wouldn't be want to have that job. Yeah, you you, <laughs> you gotta have an army to. Yeah, to right? <laughs> yeah. I know I, that. I, just, I would not even try i'll just let everybody else go handle it because i'm scared <laughs> yeah I'm like nope i ain't going near that no I'll, no I'll, I'll be like in the i would like enter the octagon and just be in the back act like i'm doing something useful I'm yeah trying, probably yeah. pick up a chair or something like hey. I'll, I'll start taking bets yeah. <laughs> like, i got i got i got 20 bucks anthony smith's gonna hit his ass again <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, that's a very impressive performance by him. And who knows what's next? He's already in a 3-5 winning streak for Anthony Smith. As far as uh, Ryan Spann, this is his uh, first, oh, first loss, I mean, since Johnny Walker. So uh, he's going to take it back to the jolly board and try to come back somehow from that. Uh, the co-main event, we had another light heavyweight matchup. Ian Kutalaba, who's the, known as Hulk against Devin Clark and man the level was just on him the whole fight I mean total strikes 92 to 84 but we really look at significant strikes 64 to 23 and then we look at takedowns 8 out of 12 against 1 out of 6 he was just on Devin Clark I mean somehow Devin Clark was able to finish the fight but mm-hmm. uh, yeah Kutalaba looked man, dominant in this fight yeah Hodge 
Yeah. Um, yeah, Kutalaba, like he he dominated this whole fight. There was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, props to Devin for um sticking to it and and toughing it out. Um I didn't like his attitude in the beginning. Um, I, I guess he was trying to show him that he's a new improved Devin, but he was just it was just too much playing around for me. Like you, you're in a fight. You're not um unless you're like unless you're super good. I'm not saying he's not good. Uh, but uh, unless you're like lethal, you shouldn't be over here clowning around. You should be getting ready to fight. But um, um, yeah, I felt like he was playing around too much in the beginning. But um, Kutalaba, man, he he looked dangerous. So so yeah, he, yeah. he definitely deserved that one. Yeah. Uh, also, we had women's flyweight Ariana Lipsky defeating uh, Mandy Bomber when she was making her uh, UFC debut. Um, Lipsky was with two knockdowns. 116 total strikes to 47, 87 significant strikes to 36, and not much on the takedowns for both uh, fighters. So this was another good, just, uh, good fight to watch. Pretty good fight. I enjoyed this fight. Two takedowns. Like those two knockdowns pretty much happened to be everything for uh, Ariane Lipsky, mm -hmm. the Brazilian. We also had lightweights Armin Sarokian defeating Cristos Giagas. TKO with two minutes and nine seconds. This is one fight I didn't get to watch. Obviously, it was really fast. So I was probably doing something real quick. But uh, you watch this fight, Hodge, or you both of you guys watched? Did you guys watch this fight and talk about this TKO? Sadly, I wasn't able to watch the fight. Okay. Okay. Hodge, I heard you did. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't remember much of this fight, baby, because like it happened. You so have real quick. quick. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me look at the stats to see if I. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't remember the whole fight, but yeah, he dumped. Um, our man just completely dominated. It didn't look like it was going to go the distance. So yeah, I'm starting to remember it now. So yeah. So it looks okay. the way it sounds. <laughs> okay. Phantomweight Nathan Maness defeating Tony Gravely with a TKO with two two minutes and uh, ten seconds in the second round. We also have middleweights Joaquin Buckley. We know him, of course, of that are. Uh, well, of course, Mr. KO of the year last year, mm -hmm. doing his thing again with the third round with 2 minutes 26 for the nasty TK over Antonio Arroyo. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we take a look at some prelims right here. Tafun Chukwi defeating Mike Rodriguez in the decision. We also had Raquel Pennington, the former uh, number, uh, number one contender for the Betsweight Championship, uh, defeating Penny Kianzad with a decision. Zurong defeats Brendan Jenkins. That's with Montel Jackson all over JP Bays uh, with decision three minutes and five with well, third run and five. Um, third, well, obviously, <laughs> it went to the decision. Uh, woman slyweight Aaron Blanchfield defeated Sarah Alper. Uh, that one was just straight domination by Aaron. Waterweights, uh, Carlston Harris defeats Impa Kasangania in the first round with two minutes and 38 seconds. That was a nasty uh, knockout, too. Impo was, of course, a victim of Joaquin Puckley's uh, TKO last year. And uh, Gustavo Lopez, Bentowitz against Haley at Alatang, ended on the draw, which, I mean, yeah, you look at that fight, I mean, man, I, don't, I wouldn't like to be a uh, judge in that one. That one really went uh, both ways. And uh, women's flyweight, Hannah Goldie, submitted Emily Whitmire real quick on the first round. Well, not real quick, but it went, she barely got it in, I guess, in the first round with four minutes and 17 seconds. So that was, that was it. It was a very eventful fight card. It's kind of quiet. They only had Michael Bisping and uh, what was the other guy? Brandon uh, at uh, 
taking the call. So usually they had three guys, but uh, it was kind of quiet. It looked like a little quiet uh, fight night that they had. Mm-hmm. Other than the ending when, you know, security had to come in and separate both Smith and Span. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, this next one should be really loud. Not be really loud. It's going to be a T-Mobile arena. It's UFC 266. Uh, let's, let's talk about this uh, fight card right here. We had the main event, of course, for the featherweight championship. Alexander Volkanovsky against Brian Ortega. Both of uh, them only have one loss in their professional MMA careers. Of course, Volkanovsky, the champion. Uh, so we're going to have to take our picks. I'm going to take it away with Mr. Phil right here. So pretty much this is a continuation of the whole Ultimate Fighter uh, coaches. I didn't watch it because right. it's like meh. hasn't really been yeah. entertaining to me. Yeah, yeah, like you said, it, it, they both have only one blemish on their record, which is great in my eyes. With, um, with Brian Ortega, he is, uh, I think, a black belt in jujitsu. So don't be surprised if he does try to take down the ground, even though Volkanovski is a grappler himself. But I do feel like since jujitsu, in my eyes, is more of the stronger suits in MMA in the ground game, I feel like um, Brian Ortega would be like, okay, let me use that as my crutch. And as his past five fights, he is four and one. He has been Frickie Edgar, Cub Swanson, and Clay Guida. But he does have one blemish against um, uh, Max Holloway, which I don't say anything if anybody was against Max Holloway because just seeing how he is, I think Max Holloway is one of the best out there right now. So whoever mm-hmm. loses to him shouldn't be mad. And as for Volkanovski, I feel like, or let me see his record real quick. And he's defeated uh, Holloway twice. Yes. And as of his last five fights, he is undefeated. Like he said, he did beat Holloway twice. The duo did say they probably thought Max won the first fight or was close enough that it's like they don't think it was fair. And even though the second one was more of a split decision, it was more definitive that they're like, okay, Max lost the second fight and now mm. it's fair. And the other right. three people that Avognasi fought is Aldo, who is a legend in his own right, Chad Mendes, who just recently retired like within the last year, who was also uh, was a top contender for the majority of his last few years of his career and against Darren Elkin. So I feel like they both have the resume showing that, okay, I've, I've fought, in the, I fought the best of the best in my last few fights. But just because I'm more of a fan of, of Brian Ortega and I feel like his jiu-jitsu is high class, I feel like I'll give Ortega the win by second round submission. Okay. No, uh, I changed it. Fourth round submission to give it more of a closer fight. Okay. All right. Uh, Hot, you want to take this one? All right. Let me see what I can do. Huh, man. Yeah, they picked the right main event. <laughs> this is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, For some reason, I don't feel like um, Alexander's going to drop the title in this one. I'm going to 
I'm gonna give this one to Alexander to remain champ. Okay. All right. This one, uh, I feel um, I'm also gonna try to go for uh, Ortega right here. I'm gonna go with a third uh, third round submission. I'll do that. How about that? Okay. Fair enough. Uh, so we're gonna have, we're looking right now at a new champion coming up after mm-hmm. UFC 266. Okay. Should be a good one. It's, it's gonna be a good one. Yeah, it's it's really this one's hard to call right now. I mean, you look at uh, Volkanovski's, you know, record or his least, at least his last, what, 20 fights? <laughs> Man. Yeah. And then you look at Ortega's last several fights, like you said, Holloway, and the way he looked against Chen, uh, the Korean zombie. And, and his last fight, he won five rounds, but he looked great in all those five rounds. So, uh, yeah, I got to go with um, Ortega on this one. Nice. Uh, and now we have uh, the co-main event. This will probably be a little bit easier. Yeah, the woman's uh, woman's flight wave. Sorry, but yeah, this, <laughs> is <literally>, this is literally <laughs> the best woman fighter not named Manor Nunes right now. Mm-hmm. That's literally the only two fights that I feel like she lost, which was even by decision. The other mm-hmm. fight that she did lose was like a good 10 years ago or 11 years ago yeah. against uh, don't get me wrong, it was against this Carmouche, which is is a good fighter, but it's more of, I think it was uh, Dr. Stoppage for some reason. Right. Either there's a broken bone or broken something that made an uh, injury that made it stop. Right. But the fact that it was Dr. Stoppage, I can't really give that fight completely uh, thumbs up. So she literally right. lost against, lost twice against Literally the best fighter, the best woman fighter that the UFC has currently. Yeah, and she beat and uh, like... Liz Liz Carmouche again, and uh, back in uh, twin, uh, the rematch, she won that rematch, mm-hmm. uh, unanimous decision. So yeah, she obviously got better. True. And not trying to say that um, Lauren Murphy is like horrible because she is fought out five in her last fights, but. That's still not really. I don't think that's enough of a performance to make me seem like to make it seem like she would even put that in Shevchenko's armor. Right. So we got Shevchenko with one of them. By the way, the fight is Shevchenko against Lauren Murphy. Uh, I'm also gonna go with Shevchenko. I'm gonna go with the second round uh, TKO. She's gonna make mm. quick work oh, yeah. of uh, Lauren Murphy. Oh. Let me uh, do my oh, decision. Sorry. It will be Sachenko okay. uh, first round knockout for me. Ooh, oh, wow. Mark. Okay. Okay. Ooh. All right. All right, Arch. What, what about, are you nicer to Sachenko? <laughs> I mean, to uh, to Lauren Murphy, at least. Um, well, I have the Latina win. I don't know how much nicer that is. <laughs> nope, it's not very nice. Anything, uh, anything longer than, than two, two rounds? <laughs> I'll say the... Last minute of the second round knockout, TK or TKO. Okay. That's okay. Is that nicer? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see what that one. And um, we also have another big one. It might steal the show. A lot of people are saying with welterweights, the return of Nick Diaz and Robbie mm-hmm. Lawler, which, by the way, Robbie Lawler is saying that he has no plans to retiring, win or lose against Nick Diaz. So, uh, 
Uh, again, Phil, I'm going to let you take this one first. Mm. Well, let me just start off by saying everybody knows I am a DS Brothers. I'm under a D word. So I'll always say that they will win no matter what. So I do feel like it'll be Nick Diaz. He can finish it either way because he is good with stand-up and his mission game. But out of respect for Robbie Lawler, I'll say it'll be a decision win by Nick Diaz. But I really can't say much as well because Nick Diaz has been gone since his fight against Anderson Silva in 2015, in the beginning of 2015, because he was suspended for marijuana use, which I still think that's the dumbest drug to spend for it for that long, even though mm -hmm. it is protocol. So I do feel like that is, that might go uh, in Robbie Lawler's side because he has been more active. And I think in his last five fights, I do believe that Diaz has not won since, let me see, 2011. So that makes it even rougher. Even though Robbie Lawler as well hasn't really won much of his last few fights, mm -hmm. at least he has been fighting against like top 10, top 15 people and legends. As he did, his last win was in 2017 against Don Cerrone, who's always mm -hmm. fun to watch. But since then, he lost against um, Rafael Dos Anjos, which he is great. Ben Ashwin, who is a good wrestler, and he did tap him out in. Of course, that is Ben Askren's alleyway because he is a grappler, so it was okay giving that mm -hmm. fight. Kobe, Kobe Covington, he did lose against Kobe Covington by decision, which Kobe Covington is the number one contender. So, of course, yeah. I would knock him on that. And he also did lose to Neil Magny by decision. So, that's, it might look bad on paper, but at least he has been fighting against the top people. So, yeah, even though he is more active and more great, I have to give it to Diaz by decision. Okay. I'm going to give it to Robbie Lawler by decision. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if he does lose, if Lawler does lose, do you think that he should... Retire or should he? Yeah, I feel like, like I mean, you, lo you you lose to a guy that hasn't fought in a while, and uh, you not just that all, all the losses you have, but even though they're top fighters, but I mean, still like all the losses. I mean, he's uh, how old is he? He's uh, he's up thirty. He's thirty. He's thirty nine. Yeah. So hmm. uh, yeah, I don't I don't know what else does he want. I mean, he wants to. I mean, especially by the way that uh. If he wants a championship, you look at guys like uh, Kamaru Usman. It was like, oh man, like I don't see, you, I don't see you beating Kamaru Usman, or even Kobe Covington if he takes a belt from uh, Kamaru Usman since you already lost to him. So yeah, I, I would think so. Hodge, what do you got? Um, I'm gonna. Um, I mean, the the Diaz brothers are legendary, and um, and um, I um. Pretty much gonna go the same way as the last time a Diaz brother fought. Um, I'm gonna go opposite. I'm gonna go Robbie Lawler, uh, just for like the time frame that's been since he fought. Right. It's, it's gonna be a good fight. I'm not gonna say he's gonna get beat down, but it's gonna be a great fight. But I okay. got Lawler. Okay. 
as far as the rest of the card, we have heavyweights Curtis Blades versus uh, Rosenstruck. That's going to be a pretty good matchup right there. Uh, I do say two. that the winner of this fight should be next in line because they both have been on somewhat of a crazy run, and they literally right. are pulling each other, or they're both pulling up in the rankings. Like, after the next, like, the whole, of course, them two, um, John Jones, when he comes back, of course, and just the top, let's say, six, I feel like they're in the league of their own, and everybody else below them could wait. So I feel like whoever wins this should be in the mix of at least some sort of number one. Like, they are the next in line whenever the next hell shot is. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, like Bates' last loss was against Derek Lewis, I believe, and Rosenstruck was against uh, the current interim champion uh, Cyril Gon. Mm. So, yeah, they're 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 up there, um, and we'll see who, who gets the win on this one. But we also have women's flyweight uh, Jessica Andrade versus Cynthia Calvillo. That's going to be a good one right there too. But of oh, course, yeah. uh, Andrade is uh, the loser of the last time uh, she she lost to the champion Shishenko. Yeah, did uh, did she just fight like? I mean, I know you've just brought it up. Wasn't that like like just two months ago she fought? Yeah, well, she was uh, the last one to lose to uh, Chishenko. So whenever the last time Chishenko fought was uh, was that. Yeah, it was uh, in April 24th. It seemed close. Uh, it seemed yeah. closer than I thought. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Okay, I don't know why I thought it was like only like two months. It felt like it. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we also have Phantom Wins, Marlon Morales against uh, Merab. Uh, Valish really lightweight Stan Hooker against Nasrat Haparas. Heavyweight uh, Shamil uh, Shamil against Chris Dawson. Woman's flyweight. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll give it a shot. At least I'll give it a shot. No, don't. don't it's okay. Yeah. Uh, Abdurakimov. Abdurakimov. It's better than how I would have did it. Yeah. Sorry if I got no. it wrong. Don't beat me up. Don't, oh, he is a heavyweight, so uh, it's even scarier. <laughs> don't saw that on. At, at least he'll he'll finish me off quick. You know, at least you know if I were to fight like I don't know a flyweight or a bantamweight, I mean he'll he'll finish me quick, but not as quick as. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> women's flyweights: Roxanne Moda Ferry versus Tyler Santos. And early prelims card: We have Uros Medic versus Jalen Turner. Women's flyweights Menon Fioro versus Myra Buena Silva. Middleweights Carl Roberson versus Nick Maximov. Uh, Waterweights Matthew Semelsberger uh, against Martin Sano. And featherweights Jonathan Pierce against Omar Morales. So, what besides the top three fights, what, uh, what other fight are you excited here for, uh, Hodge, right now? Um, the Curtis Blaze versus Rosenstruck one. Like, uh, like um, obviously, the, the last three fights are going to be great. But I've been literally licking my chaps at at the Blaze Rosenstruck fight ever since I saw it. I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, this is going yeah. over there." <laughs> oh, they're gonna throw bombs. You know it. Uh, yeah. So, what about mm. you? Same. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I'm always excited to see good headwish fight because you will not know what's gonna happen. It can end like in the first minute because they both have knockout power, which is gonna be exciting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Scary knockout power. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I mean, we can, it's going to be a good UFC 266 this Saturday. It is in Las Vegas. It's T-Mobile Arena. 
And um, so, yeah, we well, can't wait for that. Uh, we, you heard our picks, so we'll probably remind you of our picks on the day of Saturday. And we'll talk about it next week, of course. But uh, some more MMA news. Uh, Glover Teixeira is really praising that uh, UFC signed Alex Pereira. And he's saying Adesanya must be praying. Uh, I don't know, man. You know, Adesanya's pretty good to be saying that another Adesanya should be praying. That's a big, uh, oh, man, it's, he's better make, he's better make him look smart. He better not make look, Teixeira look dumb on that. I mean, I think it's good because Teixeira does have his own MMA team or the where he's like a head coach. Mm-hmm. And this is one of his people. So it's good that he's having up his own fighter. Mm-hmm. And he does have like a similar background. Um, Alex is a kickboxer. He most recently fought in one of the biggest or the UFC version, quote unquote UFC version of kickboxing, which is Glory. Mm-hmm. That's where all the big fights are, at least in the United States. And Alex is, I think he had like a few championships in Glory. Mm-hmm. And he does have some sort of MMA background, even though he only has four fights in like the past five years and he has lost one. Uh, Texera is feeling like, oh, since he's part of my team now, since he has a great kickboxing that is similar to uh, Alessania, and now that he's on the mic, I can teach him more of the grappling. Alessania should be scared, which <laughs> is fair because kickboxing is good and on top of grappling is pretty scary but i say they sh- he shouldn't be having you up yet because he is just getting back into mma more so at least he should wait to see how alex does in the first few fights before he says okay go against alessania go against the best middleweight right now all right i want to I wanna finish up with some of his his uh his quote that he said daddy's in the ufc Adesanya doesn't want to talk about it. This guy's just getting here, but he knows it's a tough one for him. No one gives Adesanya more trouble at 185 than him. I'm going to say he's going to win. It's another fight, another time, another style, but Adesanya must be praying for the love of God. Put someone like Phil Davis for this guy. He hits you you right in the rib, and left rib hurts. Uh, Teixeira left. Adesanya's no match for him. First of all, all, he'll be coming in shit scared. Knocked him out for 10-ounce gloves with 4-ounce gloves on his hand now. And Adesanya doesn't have the knockout power uh, Boatin has. He's fucking good. Don't get me wrong. Adesanya's awesome, but he doesn't like him. doesn't hit like him. Adesanya hits like a normal guy. Boatin is not normal. Wow. So, I yeah. mean, I don't say all that. <laughs> <laughs> what the sheriff <show> did. <laughs> he did there said all that. So, uh, I mean, I guess it's just like it's going to be one of those actions speak louder than words right now. Yeah. And uh, with that being said, uh, is going to do it for the UFC set portion of the of things, and uh, we'll be back with some uh, we'll be back with some baseball because we have uh, some pretty good stuff to talk about baseball. Give me another 40 out. Yeah. 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 Give
So it was a big weekend for uh, a couple of teams, several teams, actually, uh, especially those that are hunting for a wild card uh, spot or at least a second wild card. We talked about the National League. We talk. Let's just go real quick about the standings right now. We had the Dodgers or the Giants uh, obviously leading that division by uh, a game right as we speak against the Dodgers. But we know it's going to be the the, the, the is going to come down to one of those two teams because the rest is just the Padres are out now two and a half games back in that division. We have uh, in the NL Central, we have uh, the Brewers just pretty much going and getting away with that with 11 and a half game lead over the Cardinals. And uh, the only intriguing uh, division race is the NL East with the Braves leading by two games against the Phillies. The Mets are running out of time. There are five and a half games. Let's talk about the wild card. The National League wild card is something to speak of. Of course, as I mentioned, the Dodgers and the Giants are they're definitely in, they're already clinched the playoff spot. So the, the division uh, or, uh, you know, the division is going to come down to one of those two. The one spot is already going to come down to the loser of that division, either the Dodgers or the Giants. As we speak right now, right now is looking at the Dodgers. And they're leading that, that first wildcard spot by 16 games. Yeah. So they're, they're going to lock up that – one of those two teams are going to lock up that wildcard spot. Uh, but the second place wildcard spot is where we're looking at right now. And as of right now – St. Louis Cardinals are leading by three games in the division in that uh, NL wild card. And this is how it happened. It happened all during the weekend. So the Cardinals were playing the Padres, who I believe at the time they were well, probably like a, a half a game behind or, or, or maybe a game behind or something like that. Or maybe they were on, they were leading that second wild card spot. But the Cardinals swept the Padres in three games. Now the Padres are down by three and a half games against the Cardinals. And of course, Cardinals taking that second place wild card spot. So it's not looking so good. And as far as we saw that also Saturday, the frustration for the Padres uh, is kicking in. I mean, you guys remember the way we talked about the Padres earlier this year. We talked about uh, how, you know, they made all these moves. They acquired all these big players, especially rotation players. They have probably one of the best uh, or, or the face of baseball on their team, Fernando Tatis. So everybody's saying like, oh, man, it's going to come down to the Dodgers and the, you know, and the Padres, the Dodgers and the Padres. The Padres are going to clinch that division. And it looked pretty good at the beginning, but uh, obviously the, the Giants came out of nowhere and they're right now leading the division for most part of the year. But uh, the Padres, I mean, for most part of the year, too, they were just like a half game or they were along with the Dodgers with that wild card. Now they lost that wild, second wild card spot. I mean, not to mention, I mean, obviously there's they're, what I like get the Dodgers. They're like, they'll get uh, probably like uh, 16 plus like 19 games behind that first wild card. So from being, not too long ago, from being like half a game behind the Dodgers, now they're 19 games behind the Dodgers for that first ball card. So things have just not looked really well. And then we saw the frustration kicking in for the Padres as Machado and Fernando Tatis, two of their star players, going at it in the dugout, yelling at each other. Machado yelling at Tatis, it's not fucking about you, Machado, saying to Tatis, we're here to play baseball. So, um, and you see your images here of these, these guys just, 
Oh, but child yelling at Tatis and everything. So there's frustration going on for San Diego, and uh, uh, there's a lot, a lot of uh, things that needs to be answered with the Padres right there. As uh, what happened, you know, to this promising team at the beginning of the year, who were just like falling short. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's not a good look. Obviously, you have two teammates yelling at each other in the clubhouse uh, while they're losing. Um, so that's never a good look. Mm-hmm. But that's how that happened right now. We have also Cincinnati, who uh, lost a couple games. Uh, I can't remember who they played this last weekend, but now they lost. Oh, they lost two. Oh, actually, they played the Dodgers in that uh, during the weekend. They played Dodgers, so they lost two out of three against the Dodgers in that series to put them down to three games behind the Cardinals. The Philadelphia Phillies, they're seventy-six. They're three and a half games, so they're up there as they're, they have Bryce Harper going up there for the uh, NL MVP. So, uh, and I guess this is why they created the second wild card spot because it's making, it's putting more teams in the hunt and it's making baseball, September baseball, a little bit more exciting. If had that not been the second wild card team, we'll be looking at the Dodgers for sure, or the Dodgers or the Giants for sure getting the wild card. Both of them either going to make the playoffs and the other division that's the uh, NL East right now that the Braves are leading by two games against the Phillies. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's why they added that second wild card to add, put more teams into it, make baseball a little bit more exciting. But uh, the National League wild card is the second spot is looking real good. And as far as American League, it's looking a little bit better. We have Boston right now leading it by a game against, oh, well, they are, they both have uh, the Boston's leading the number one position and Toronto has a second position. And the Yankees are back by a game and a half. The A's are back by two games. And the Seattle Mariners are back by four games. So, I mean, this wild card race is just getting insane right now. And it's looking really good. And um, this is why, you know, we got to love September baseball right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, as far as, like, big games, big series going on right now, as we mentioned, some of the teams that are in the hunt, the Reds are playing the Pirates. So it should be easy going for the Reds, but uh, they're down five to four as we speak on the top of the fourth. The Yankees have the Rangers. Uh, so that should be another easy one for the Yankees. And they're leading that game four to three at the bottom of the six. The Phillies have the Orioles. So that should be also easy for the Phillies. But uh, they're down 2-0 in the bottom of the seventh the blue jays and the rays the rays are being the blue jays so the blue jays are really need to win some of these games if they want to get in the wild card and the cardinals as we mentioned they're leading by three games they're playing their division leaders the brewers and they're winning three two so that's a big series for them so we see more and more big series going on right now the braves are playing the d-backs this week and uh Tomorrow, the Dodgers are going to have a series against the Rockies. The Giants are going to have a series against the Padres. So, as a Dodger fan, I would hope the Padres got into, like, that uh, argument. They got that behind their backs. And, like, you know what? We can still get that second wild card. Let's start playing, like, an actual team. And they whoop on the Giants. And then we whoop on the Rockies. And we'll get a number one spot in the NL West. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping as a Dodger fan. But, obviously, you know, somehow something about the Giants are just getting the job done. And uh, it's just the wins that they get is just crazy. But uh, that's what I'm hoping for. And and it could happen. I mean, like I said, you know, the Padres got to be all in that mood where it's like, all right, fuck all this drama shit that we had in the dugout. Let's just let's play team baseball. Yeah, uh, unlikely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing, too. And that's what you look at. Uh, I was talking about, like, who? Did, what's to blame with the Padres? Again, like, we, this was a promising team right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, imagine the Nets just breaking, up, uh, breaking apart and then really for sure fighting. And it's like, okay, what happened here? And uh, they yeah. picked up the, the Padres picked up all these big players, especially in their starting rotation. I mean, you could say obviously, you know, you could blame the, the players, but uh, it always goes with the manager or the head coach. You know, for um, you look at uh, 
look at the Dodgers dugout, how they're just so happy and they're just having a good time. They're just happy to be there and just playing like good baseball. And they're just like all smiles, even when they're losing sometimes. They're like, all right, well, we're still having a good time. But the Padres, I mean, you see them and it's just like, they just, I don't know, there's all that pressure, that inexperienced pressure that they have mm-hmm. uh, that's getting to them or, or it's just like, I mean, they, they have talented players, but it's just something. So I, I could say, I mean, okay, of course, as the manager for not putting that team in check, like, hey, guys, let's just cool it off. We know we have a lot of egos. Mm-hmm. Just calm it down. I mean, because the Dodgers have a lot of egos too, but they're willing to sacrifice that a little bit to get some wins going because they know that's what that's what's important. Even the Giants, you can play the Giants, they have a good uh, team chemistry. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's just something that the Padres need to look at. And hopefully, they, uh, at least for the Dodgers fan, they can pull it off this series against the Giants. Uh, September baseball, I don't remember being this much heat as it is like right now. Um, especially yeah. with that, all the changes that they made. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that second walker, like you said, I mean, that's, that's key right now. It's like everybody's trying to get at least that walker. That's that little piece of playoff uh, birth, you know. Even though, obviously, it's not a convincing playoff birth. You're not, you're not winning a division. You're not even getting the first part of the walker. But uh, you still that still puts you at a chance that any, that any other team has, almost. Yeah. Just making the playoffs. Yeah. But uh, but that was said, we still have a again a couple more weeks or yeah a couple more weeks a week and a half or something like that before the uh, regular season ends and we had playoffs mm-hmm. coming in so uh, that should be good and um, another little news is uh, Kansas City Royals catcher Salvador Perez uh, who's uh okay, he's a catcher and you don't see too many catchers hitting home runs he had, it, today he had his 46 home run of the season is wow. passing Johnny, Johnny Bench for most home runs in a season by a primary catcher. Wow. So, yeah, that's a lot of home runs. That's, that's for a catch. I mean, again, you don't really see that every year. And he's having just a monster, monster year offensively. So, uh, that's good. Um, I mean, he's always had a, been a great hitter. He's, of course, a former World Series champion with the Royals. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's just adding up to that legendary resume right there. Uh, that reminds me of um, my Major League Baseball game I played back in PlayStation 1. Had, mm-hmm. my, had my catcher in rotation for some reason and I wouldn't hit the home runs consistently, but it was nice. So. Yeah, I bet. Hitting <laughs> <laughs> home runs, the catches are nice. <laughs> uh-huh. wow. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's get to some football. We'll we'll take a quick break and we'll get some football real quick. Yeah! 
All right, week two is almost wrapping up, and uh, so we got to go back and take a look at some of our uh, some of our picks. Of course, and the score. Well, we talk more about the games, and then as we go with the picks. So let's start off with Thursday night's game with Giants at Washington, and uh, Washington was able to pick up that victory, uh, thirty to twenty nine. And in case for us, uh, Phil's the only one who picked the Giants. Oh, by the way, we started the season this week at right, 10, 10, 10. So, uh, so we have uh, the Giants picked up a win against Washington. Um, I mean, the Washington uh, football team picked up the win against the Giants. So uh, that was a good game right there. It was a close game, but Washington was able to pick it up. Uh, I believe Bar- uh, Saquon was uh, limited in that game. But yeah. still a pretty impressive victory by uh, Washington. Yeah, he, he did a little more this week than last week. But, yeah, yeah, Giants could have actually won this game. They yeah. kind of screwed themselves. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how about this one? The Las Vegas Raiders defeating the Pittsburgh Steelers at Ooh. Pittsburgh. Wow. Ooh. Go ahead and let it out, Phil. Well, we all said Pittsburgh. This was, a, this was a big upset, you know, I guess, in – you know, I don't think anybody see a Raiders winning this game, even though they were pretty impressive in the game before uh, against Baltimore. Mm-hmm. But uh, we haven't had the, the results of that game at that time. <laughs> but uh, pretty big win there for Los. They're two and zero. Yeah, on, Chiefs on, are one and one. Yeah, Denver's two and zero. Yeah, and uh, who's that other team in that division? Um, the Chargers. And Chargers are one and one. Yeah. Wow. All right, Raiders. Okay, okay. Yeah. Sorry, Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like Pittsburgh's defense is solid, but I don't know about Ben Roethlisberger. No, he could still do it, but, man, he's, 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 he's just playing old right now. It's like I'm nervous. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, Pittsburgh's defense, uh, their linebacker, T.J. Watt, avoided serious injury with his groin. He would be, might be able to play the week three, so that's a little bit good news, but uh, he did get injured a little bit in that game. Yeah, I mean, big also, ups to the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty impressive. Uh, we also had the San Francisco 49ers at the Eagles. 49ers picked up another win against uh, Philadelphia, which uh, in this case, uh, Phil was the only one who said 49ers on this one. <laughs> yeah. I was so big on upset. Good job to him. I was big on yeah. upset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good job for the 49ers, I guess. Uh, they're 2-0 now. Uh, Cleveland defeats Houston 31-21. Cleveland finally got their first win of the season. Uh, Hodge and I, again, we picked Cleveland and uh, Phil had Houston. So good job for Cleveland there. Mm-hmm. We also had uh, Denver at Jacksonville. Denver defeats uh, the rookie Trevor Lawrence 23-13. to That made him put him up 2-0. We all said Denver on this one. So good job for Denver right here. Mm-hmm. Carolina Panthers defeats what happened to the Saints here I mean we were all up on the Saints after that big win over the Packers last week but uh they couldn't do anything against Carolina what happened to James Winston that was my player of the year of the week <laughs> yeah I, it, it was just all Carolina um yeah James couldn't throw it and uh Alvin Kamara couldn't run it on the, at all it was just a brick wall so yeah and uh well again the only one who picked Carolina on this one <laughs> <laughs> Good job, uh, Phil, here. And then uh, we had, of course, the L.A. Rams defeating the Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. Just barely 27-24 at Indianapolis. Oof. This is a bittersweet game, too, because this is the game where they introduced uh, Peter Manning. Oh, uh, yeah. Into the Hall of Fame. So, of course, if you know me, that's that's my goal right there. 
And uh, so, and then of course he played for the Colts, and then we had to watch the Rams, you know, whoop on them or at least try to whoop on them. They didn't yeah. whoop them too much, but uh, you know, yeah, so I had it, to get for that win. Yeah, it, it was a scary game for 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 me and Henry, but um, the Rams got it done. It, it was a lot of mistakes, a lot of uh, stuff. Third quarter was nasty. Yeah, third quarter was nasty. Yeah, Johnny Hecker, man. <laughs> oh yeah, no. that was that was that was pretty. No, freaking Nick Scott being in the way of the punter of the snapper. Yeah, uh, Buffalo at Miami was another ugly game right now. So Miami uh, got whooped on by Buffalo, thirty-five to zero. But we do have to mention that uh, Tua got uh, out of the game. I believe early on in the game, I I think he mm-hmm. is concerned. Uh, he had a uh, he had a uh, well, they were hoping that his ribs were not that not. Uh, broken, but uh, he should be okay. He's well. He, he's at least considered day to day, so uh, we're still not sure if he's going to be playing the next game. But that that is bad if they they have their star quarterback injured right there. But thirty five to zero, so Buffalo bounced back from that uh, first game loss over there. Mm-hmm. So good for them. Mm-hmm. And then the the Patriots defeat the New York Jets. Two rookies going at it. The quarterback Patriots were able to be uh, successful on this one once again against the New York Jets. Yeah. So, man, that rookie quarterback from the Jets uh, didn't look too good right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, talking about, well, he's not a rookie anymore. He's a, he's a second-year guy. Uh, Joe Burrow uh, didn't look too good in his game against the Chicago Bears, even though they barely lost by three points. So, uh, the Bears defeated the Bengals 27-17. The 20-17, to 17, I'm sorry. Oh, by the way, going back, uh, I was the only one who picked the Jets. That's embarrassing last week. <laughs> yeah, you should be ashamed of yourself. You, you, you know better than to pick anything involving the Jets. Yeah, well, at least I made up for the next game where the, I was the only one who picked the Bears. And both of you guys picked Cincinnati, so I, I made up. <laughs> touche. Still, I don't know why. I don't know why I picked the, the Jets on this one. Uh, well, touche. <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta all over the, uh, the Falcons. 48 to 25, man. I don't know how Tom Brady keeps on doing it, man. He's he's just an ageless wonder right now. Yeah. Talking about he could play until 50. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the way it looks like, uh, we, he's 44, right? Yeah. Wow, man. That's still 44 playing the way he's playing. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, we also have – so we all picked Tampa Bay on this one. Minnesota at Arizona. Arizona barely beats uh, Minnesota 34 to 33. On this one, uh, with me and I saying Arizona and Phil Minnesota, and oh, we also had a. Uh, this might be another upset. Uh, Tennessee defeating Seattle Seahawks in overtime, thirty-three to thirty. And uh, I say this upset because we all said Seattle, and they beat them in Seattle. So uh, yeah, that's a big win for Tennessee and a big loss for Seattle. A big win for anybody else in the NFC West. Now we have at least two teams, uh, three teams that are three and zero now. Yeah, yeah, that was um impressive comeback by the Titans. Um, King King Henry arose again, which um this week wasn't so good for me since I, my opponent had King uh, um Derrick Henry in his fantasy team, and um, yeah. he just has Aaron Rodgers right now. So, so I'm hoping yeah. that didn't help him. But um yeah, but kudos to the Titans. Thank you for knocking out the Seahawks. Made my friend so <laughs> mad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, uh, we also had uh. 
the Chargers at uh, well, in Dallas at LA, well, with the LA Chargers, and that was also a close game. Mm-hmm. And it went to Dallas 20 to 17. And I believe both Hodge and I set Dallas on this one. And mm-hmm. uh, they were able to defeat the Chargers, but uh, it was still a good close game for both teams. Yeah. And uh, well, we forgot to mention some injuries. Well, let's take it back a little bit. Okay. So, uh, Colts have uh, Carson Wentz win that game against the uh, the Rams mm-hmm. with a sprained both ankles, but he should be still uh, – he's doubtful for next game, I believe, I think. That's yeah. what I've read. Tyrod Taylor to miss multiple weeks with a hamstring injury might end up on injured reserve. Uh, and, of course, uh, it's bad news for the Texans. I mean, they came up with an impressive victory week one, and now uh, they're just not looking so good. And, of course, Deshaun Watson remains inactive. Yep. And uh, that's the big – Injuries right now, as far as uh, up live, uh, Packers place edge rusher Darius Smith on injury reserve with a back injury. And of course, we already talked about TJ Watt. Yeah. But, um, and of course, the big win for Baltimore over the Chiefs. And you can yeah. say another, that's another, uh, another disappointment for the Chiefs right there in an underdog uh, game for the Ravens. So of course, uh, the way, by the way they played against the Raiders the week before, we thought, oh, you know, Chiefs got this in the back, especially the way that. Chiefs do play uh, Lamar Jackson. They're playing really well. Mm-hmm. Not this time. Lamar Jackson was really impressive in this one and uh, was able to pick up that win against uh, the Chiefs and made us, all three of us, look bad on this in our pickums because mm-hmm. we all say Kansas City. So mm-hmm. uh, that's not good. Yeah. And, and, of course, the uh, Curry game going on right now, we have uh, the Packers at the Lions. And um, obviously you got to be listening to this before, but uh, as we're talking right now, it's 17-14. Detroit, Jared Goff. I mean, still, what's going on with Aaron Rodgers? But um, mm-hmm. anyway, Hodge, take us a while about some of the games, some of your takeaways from these Sunday games and, of course, the Thursday game. Okay. Well, um, well, I'll, I'll just be brief. I won't go over all of them. Um, the, the Cowboys-Charger game, um, we said that was gonna that game was going to go either way, and it played like it. These teams were battling pretty much all the way to the end, um, to that last field goal. Uh, Greg Zerline got his little shine. So after like not doing so well in the first game, um, I caught the highlights of the Vikings Cardinals game. That was a roller coaster in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you guys should check that out. That commentary had me thinking I was watching WWE. Like all the crazy <laughs> plays I was like, he was just going, "Oh look at that play!" I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Out of nowhere, it's like, "Is that Jr. Jr.?" Out of nowhere. Yeah, he, he didn't sound like JR, but like it, yeah. it, it just felt energetic. Stop going. Stop going. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do want to touch on this um Sunday night game. Um, um so we obviously know uh, that the Ravens lost to the Raiders on um the, the Sunday night game. So I had a feeling Lamar would be motivated. Um didn't look good in the very beginning. It looked scary, but um um it's funny, like this game, it's like the equivalent of of like you of people like playing video games and you just can't get past that main boss. And then like, you finally beat the boss barely. That that's mm-hmm. what it felt like to me. Um, yeah. 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 Um, and look, I like the, I like the chiefs. Um, I like Patrick Mahomes. I like the whole team, but um, I, I, I did say the chiefs was going to win given the history, but I, I did want Baltimore to win because of the, the level of disrespect that Lamar Jackson has gotten and will continue to get. So, so um, there's right. no shade. For the Chiefs, I know you're staring up on the Raiders, um, and I, I like the Chiefs, but um, I really wanted Lamar to get this win so he could get the respect that he deserves, which they're still going to disrespect them. So, 
Right. Yeah, some pretty uh, yeah, some pretty good games. I mean, like I say, a lot of these games are closed with some of the, some exceptions that were like, man, some dominant games. But uh, yeah, you gotta love this Sunday, this Sunday football, man. A lot, all most of these games are really close. Yeah. And they could have gone either way. So like, like we talked about, even the Rams and the Colts. Uh, so yeah, that was a good game. That was a good week for uh, football. And the way it's looking right now, even for Monday, it's looking like a really good game too. Yeah, very really close game. Yeah, I'm actually watching it right now. It's it's a really good game. And yeah, I hate that I'm rooting against Aaron Rodgers, but my opponent has Aaron Rodgers on his team, and the, the well, lead is narrowing. I have to. I mean, I'm winning by fifty or sixty points right now, and uh, they they have Aaron Rodgers and they have uh, Devontae Adams. So I'm so oh. <laughs> at least. Hey, I could deal with one of them having a good game, but not both of them at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but let's take uh, let's take it away to our eight plus player of the week. Uh, this time will be presented by myself and Hodge. Mm-hmm. Hodge, I want you to go first with your eight plus player of the week. All right. So um, so again, I give Lamar all the credit. Um, he did his thing, and um, Lamar did his thing. But for me, my eight plus player of the week is the is an unsung hero of the week. Um, I'm going to mispronounce his last name. It is Justin. Mad Madabuke um, from the Ravens, number 92. Um, okay. He played a huge role in uh, of turning the tide. He he changed the um, – he ch- helped change the, the momentum. When the Ravens seemed like they were down and out, he came back and made some key plays, and he was the main one who um, caught, uh, made Clyde Edwards-Hilaire fumble and recovered it. And um, uh, without, without his pr- play um, – the Ravens definitely don't win that game. So that was a solid game for um, Justin. Okay. Okay, I'll take that. Um, but for myself, only because I've really been known to knock this guy out so many times, and I've been talking so much crap about it. But this time, he looked really impressive. He took a big victory over, uh, like I said, we talked about it earlier. It was a big victory away in the, in the, in the stadium that, uh, you know, they're really good at it over there. I'm going to go with Derek Carr on this one. Derek mm-hmm. Carr took a big, like I said, he's took a big win. I'm sorry, Phil. He took again, a big win against your Steelers. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just like, I mean, obviously team win or whatever, but uh, he still performed really well. 382 yards with two touchdowns to lead us. And he did what he had to do as a quarterback. You have to do that. You know, you have to, it was a close game for the most part. And he led the, the Las Vegas Raiders into that win. So uh, and he passed it to Henry Ruggs to give me a whole bunch of uh, fantasy points. So I got to give him uh, for all the time I knocked him out and talk shit about him and all that. At least I'm gonna give him this one. I'm gonna give him the week two player, a plus player of the week. Okay. Okay. Cool. And and as far as the F player of the week, Hodge. You know, I hate to pick on rookies, and um, they're gonna uh, rookies have a chance to improve. Um, um, throughout their career. And then again, we've seen in many cases it, it can happen. Um, they, they could like not improve. I hate to pick on a rookie, but at the same time you're in the NFL, but um, I'm sorry, Zach Wilson. Um, I'm sorry. Um, I, I know it was your, only your second game of the season. I know um, you're trying to get used to the NFL. I'm just speaking not from a rookie growing perspective. I'm speaking on it from an NFL perspective. That wasn't a pretty game. Um, and I, it was between Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence, but Wilson definitely had the worst game between the two. So, Wilson, I'm sorry. That was 
that was uh, two of those interceptions wasn't his fault, but that third one looked nasty. And um, mm-hmm. he just looked like a confused rookie. Now, I'm sorry I had to pick on the rookies, but um, yeah, it is what it is. So, so my player is Zach Wilson. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm in the same boat as you. You know, I hate to knock out rookies too, you know, what's the name? Uh, uh, we talked uh, last last week. I mean, Trevor uh, Trevor Lawrence had a bad week last week and stuff like that. And uh, yeah. this, uh, this week it was obviously Zach Wilson just had a horrendous game. And uh, I got to give him my F player, F player of the week too, because I mean, it sucks because he, he's rookie is learning and hopefully he'll like a lot of rookies, great quarterbacks who, you know, who ended up who quarterbacks who ended up being great had, had tough uh, first years and probably tough first starts. And so hopefully he could learn from this, but it just didn't look promising at all. And uh, sorry guy, but uh, you had to get this F player of the week, I would say. And uh, so yeah, that'll be, that uh for them and uh i'm guessing this is gonna wrap week two of it but uh let's take away to some quick news right now well the saints are planning to return to new york new orleans after week three so uh you can see uh i mean everything is healing up over in new orleans good for the city good for everybody i'm sure they want their saints back uh i don't know i don't know about after last week but uh you know they had that win over green bay so i'm sure they they missed their football over there uh, do, do you know the condition with um, New Orleans right now? I know it's um, I know the hurricane's done. Do you know how they're looking? I have no idea. I'm gonna have to look right now. Uh, uh, how really quick? But um, I don't know right now. But uh, meanwhile, I do all that. But it's 82, mostly clear in New Orleans. But uh, uh so should be okay right now, but I'm guessing if they're saying if they're going to go there, then I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be okay by the time they get there for week four. Yeah. And as uh, the Colts to be featured on a new in-season version of Hard Knocks. I believe that's going to be the first in-season? Yeah. Yeah. It's All first right. time they're going to do it during the season. I'd rather than change think, that. What do you think about that, uh, that choice to use the Colts? Um, definitely random, but, um, uh, it's also good um, at the same time. It's like we, we hear about the same teams in rotation. Uh, it's not as bad as the NBA because the NBA, we literally hear the same teams all the time. <laughs> but um, That's true. That's true. Yeah, um, but, uh, this is going to give them a spotlight to see what's going on. Um, hopefully they don't give up some plays. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, uh, should be um, – I mean, we got some storylines already from the Colts, so should be yeah. an intriguing um, show. Yeah. Okay. Question? And now let's take. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Phil. For I guess casual TV watchers, mm-hmm. you think the Colts is the right choice, or is it just like a random city and people will be like, "Who the heck is this?" I think if it matters, if it matters. I think for like the, I like like someone who's like super casual. It's probably not like it's probably not the most exciting. Um, I because I. I would say, given the um, the, uh, the players, um, they don't have like that superstar part like Peyton Manning anymore. So, so I would say for that, for someone who's like super casual, or just whatever, I would say like no. But like if they're, but if they're, but if they're like casual fans and like football, then I would say yes. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what about in basketball, you know, where we have okay, the same teams. I think those, like, it's, it depends who they're catering to, you know, like you're catering it to the 
real football fans or you, you're just trying to cater new fans. So, like, for me, if I was making a decision, I would go with the Raiders, you know, because they're at home and it's the Raiders. They try something. So they would, like, for casual fans or, you know, if you're trying to bring them in more, I will go with some a team like – that's where you go with, with big teams, I guess, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think they won not too long ago, though. Yeah, well, okay, well, you know, teams like that. And like, I'm, I'm guessing that's why sometimes they go to, like, the, the usual teams, you know, like they had the Cowboys in the on the offseason one. Yeah. So that's obviously a big team right there yeah. to have. So, uh, you know, they had the Rams a couple years ago. Yeah. But uh, all right, but uh, let's go to week three, shall we? Let's do it. All right, so let's start off. I'm going to do the first pick for – Week three, maybe because it's an easy one. Carolina at Houston. I got to go Carolina. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it Phil, your turn. You choose. The Texans has filled me, so I'll go with the Panthers. Okay. Hodge? I also have the Panthers. All right. Hodge, uh, L.A. Chargers. I almost said L.A. Clippers. L.A. Chargers <laughs> at Kansas City Chiefs. Oh. Actually, tougher than I think. Um, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. Okay. No. I said I always go with the LA teams in football, other than my Steelers. But hmm. the Chiefs are my, or not my, but are the reigning champs, or were almost the champs. Yes. Yeah. So I say them. AFC champs. Okay. Yeah. AFC. I also gotta go with the uh, the Chiefs on this one. Sorry, L.A. Chargers. <laughs> Arizona at Jacksonville. Uh, Phil. Um, I say uh, Cardinals. Okay. I got to say Arizona as well. Hodge? I got the Cardinals. Okay. Uh, Chicago at Cleveland. I'm going to go with – this is a tough one right here. Well, we, yeah. we don't know about Andy Dalton right now. Apparently, it's uh, – I'm not looking too sure. But if, even if he's not there, you still got fields. I'm, I'm pretty sure Bears fans are like, okay, well, whatever. Which <laughs> just sucks to say about Dalton. Yeah. But they are Cleveland, and then Cleveland looked pretty decent last week. Yeah. And um, something about uh, – I'm going to go with Cleveland on this one. Okay. Uh, Hodge? This is – this this one could go either, either way. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. Man, this is a tough one. Um. You know, I'm gonna go with Cleveland. Okay. Yeah, I almost went with the Brown the Bears. I was like, nah, let me go with the Browns. <laughs> Phil. To keep my gimmick going with my friend, also the Browns are gonna win. <laughs> the Browns, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh now we have Phil. We have uh Washington at Buffalo. Um I say the Bills. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna go with Buffalo. Yeah, this is an interesting one. I mean, Washington is looking again. They they get that momentum going. Buffalo just whooped on Miami, so they look really good. So <laughs> either way, this is gonna be an intriguing one and an interesting one. But I, I still also got to go with Buffalo. <laughs> so so far, we all we're all in the same boat right now. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be a pretty easy one. But mine is that Chicago and Cleveland one. Yeah. But Hodge, you're gonna have to take. Uh, the Colts at Tennessee. This is another good one. King Henry has woken. I would take the Titans. All right. 
I will have to go with, um, yeah, I have to go with Tennessee on this one as well. Phil? Let me be the let me be the different one, and let me go with Colts. Okay, just because you want to be a different one, I'm gonna make you choose New Orleans at New England first. Mm-hmm. I will say the Patriots. Okay. Ooh, this is a tough one. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna ride with New Orleans on this one. Let's see if Jameis can wake up this week and get and have Valmy Kamara give me my fantasy points. I got the Saints. Okay. <laughs> oh man, Kamara, what a good player, man. I'm too bad you didn't do too much last time. No, no. <laughs> For myself, I have Atlanta at New York. Ooh, this is an ugly one. Um part of me wants to go for the Giants because I do have Saquon in my team and I want him to break out. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure he's limited, so I'm not sure about that. But Atlanta that just hasn't looked good at all the first two games. Uh, so I'm going to go with New York on this one. I'm going to go with the Giants. Mm-hmm. Hodge? Uh, I got the Falcons. Okay. Bill? <laughs> the Giants. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hodge, wait, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Yeah, you're, there you're go. Right there go. Okay, yeah, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Oh, wow. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. Okay. Phil? Always got to go with the Steelers. All right. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh, too, on this one. But this will be – I wouldn't be surprised if Cincinnati pulls it an upset. Yeah. Uh, Phil, we have Baltimore at Detroit. So Detroit's playing right now. They're looking pretty decent right now against Green Bay. Baltimore, of course, coming at the big win against uh, the Chiefs. What do you got, Phil? I'll definitely choose the Ravens. Okay. I got the Ravens as well. Hodge? Also have the Ravens. Okay. Now, for myself, I got the Jets and Denver. Of course, Jets, Jets made me look bad last time. I'm not going with Jets right now. <laughs> kidding me? We're going with the two old Denver Broncos right now. Phil? Um, I'll say the Jets. Okay. Right. You, you should learn from me. Hodge? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got the Broncos. Okay. All right. And we have uh, Hodge. I need you to pick between Miami at Las Vegas. Of course, Miami might have, might not have Tua. Well, he might come back, but he might come back a little bit hurt. Mm-hmm. And of course, the Raiders. We know about the momentum they have. Beating up two good teams right now, and they're coming back home. What do you got, Hodge? I got the Raiders. Okay, I got the Raiders as well. Phil. Same. I'll choose Raiders. Okay. All right, so uh, this is going to be tough for myself. I think for myself, and maybe Hodge, I'm going to have Phil take one, this one first. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the reigning champs at L.A. Rams. Keep in mind, the last, I think it was two years ago, the Rams did defeat the Bucs. Was it with, with Brady? Or was it last year, right? Yeah, it was last year. Okay, yeah, that was last year. And this time, we're, they're home. But, of course, I mean, Tom Brady has so many weapons mm-hmm. that he has out there. And he's look really good. Of course, both teams just look really good right now. And uh, so, Phil, who do you got on this one? Um, this is an interesting one because is the champs against 
my logic of picking a LA team. Mm-hmm. So I would say the Buccaneers. Wow. Okay. So you you messed that up already twice this week. You have uh, the Chiefs beating up the Chargers, and now you have the Bucks beating up the Rams. Yeah. Hold on. What's going on with you, Phil? <laughs> I thought I'm gonna regret it. I'm gonna regret it. <laughs> well, even though, man, I, I wouldn't like. I, I, it's hard for me to bet against Tampa Bay or not Tampa Bay themselves, but it's hard for me to t- uh, bet against Brady because somehow he always gets done. Mm-hmm. But this one, I gotta show some confidence. I like what I'm seeing out of Stafford. I like the way the, the team chemistry is out there. And if there's anybody that can beat Tampa Bay right now, I'm staying the Rams. So I'm going with the Rams. Okay. Hodge. Uh, yeah. Definitely a tough one to, to decide on. Um, the Bucks have it rolling. I will say they, and this is not to, to brag. This is the humble brag. They haven't <laughs> faced uh, a tough tier defense yet. Um, the Rams do look shaky, but mm-hmm. um, I'm going to. Um, now I I'm one of those honest fans. If I don't feel like my team's going to win, then I'm going to say they're not going to win. But I'll, this time around, I feel like the Rams are going to win. Yeah, it's going to be a dog fight, but I got the oh, Rams yeah. winning. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. Um, Seattle at Minnesota. I'm going to take this one. Uh, I'm going to go with ooh, uh, Seattle coming off a tough loss. They'd probably be more you know, encouraged to take a big win right now. But Minnesota took a big loss too as well, yeah. and they're going to be at home. But I still, uh, you know, Russell wasn't such a good player. Yeah. Uh, I got to go with Seattle on this one. Hodge? Uh, tough one. Um, man, this is a tough one. Actually, I don't know. I got. Mm, uh, you know what? Uh, I feel like Minnesota will be motivated, but I I got to see some other than Dalvin Cook, which was, uh, which I mean they they played they played a crazy game last week, but I got to see it and. I do think they can do it, but I'm going to go with Seattle. Okay. Bill? Mm, same. I'll take the Seahawks. Okay. Hodge, I need you to pick between the Green Bay Packers who are playing right now, and they're actually winning right now. Uh, again, we're recording at 7-13 on Monday. It's 21-17, so it's still a pretty close game. Mm-hmm. Uh, San Francisco, of course, they took a nice little uh, cheap win against uh, Philadelphia last week. Mm-hmm. But they are rolling. They're 2-0. They are still looking good. And uh, what do you got, Hodge? Um, I I got Green Bay. Okay. Uh, Phil? I say the 49ers. I'll say the 49ers, too, unfortunately. Uh, I'm really like – I'm still not convinced by Green Bay, and especially the way they're playing right now. I'm not convinced about Rodgers right now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that's – Oh man, that was a Devontae Adams catch. No, okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, we have uh, Philadelphia Eagles at Dallas Cowboys. Another really good game. I'm gonna let Phil take this one first. For this last one, I'll say the Cowboys. Okay. For myself, I really like the Cowboys so far. Even though they have that one loss against Tampa Bay in Week One. It was a close loss, and then the, even though they've been having some close wins, but they get some really good teams, you know, the, the Bucks and the Chargers. And so uh, I'm going with Dallas in this one. Yeah. Dodge? 
it's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. You, you start to feel like the Eagles are slowly getting it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and um, I'm going to pick Dallas. Okay. There we have it. Um, by the way, let's remind you of the points for now. We're uh, with, oh, shoot, I lost that page. But uh, pretty much feels it needs a couple of these. needs a pretty good games of those uh, check of, of games that he needs to make up on for this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, hey, you, you did it in the right spot. I mean, you needed, like, you picked up some games that uh, you pulled some teams that uh, could get you up there. You know, it was going to make Hodge and myself look bad, some, yeah. most, some of these, if you do get them. Yep. Which you have gotten some of them. Which you have gotten some of them. So, yep. all right. So I can't wait for week three and for week uh, two to finish. So to wrap up, it's almost there. But it's another close game that we're having here mm-hmm. between Detroit and Green Bay. Uh, with that being said, enjoy week three of the NFL, and uh, we'll be back with some quick NBA news. Changing gears to the NBA, of course, we have quick, just quick updates on what's going on right now. 
And we have uh, the Clippers. They break out in the New York Arena in Inglewood. So Inglewood's the place to be if you're an L.A. team right now, other than, you know, the Dodgers right now. But you have you have the Rams and the Chargers up there. Now you're going to have the Clippers up there. And uh, they have the, well, the new stadium into it, Dome. So it's going to be a dome over there, which is, man, it looks like almost like a little soccer field, but it's going to be a basketball field. Mm-hmm. And uh, i got to ask Phil right now, as a Clipper fan, how do you feel about this? Um, at first I was thinking the arena is literally across the street from the forum. So people can literally throw a rock from that arena and hit the forum. So I was thinking, mm-hmm. why didn't they just go back to the forum or just go to the forum and play there? But right. I was also thinking the forum is more of a Laker legacy place. So I was thinking, okay, at least Clipper has, has, has their own place now that they can call home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, concerts going to probably be there too, and little other events, but that'll be Clippers being able to start fresh and have their own thing, which I'm happy about. And also, I think it's also good that it also brings more revenue, possible revenue for Inglewood. Because mm-hmm. that whole area could bring like, so much concerts and so much events. So oh, as yeah. a whole, I think it's that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, like you said, I mean, you wonder is going to be competing with Staples Center as far like other than you know basketball. A ton of basketball, even basketball. You know, let's just say, oh, you know, LA is going to host the uh, All Star Game. Okay, you have two basketball stadiums that you could you literally choose, and of course the concerts that you could. I mean, there's just so many venues now that are competing for. I will be competing for concerts as far like, you know, you have the forum that's competing for concerts. You have the Staples Center that's competing for concerts. You have Into a Dome that's going to be, uh, you know, competing for concerts. And uh, obviously, usually the newer ones are the ones that are, are more intriguing because it's, they're new, you know, and everything. But you did make a good point about the forum. You know, it is the Laker legacy. And uh, I was I was there not uh, probably a few weeks ago for a concert and I was able to be on the floor. And I right away thought, I was like, man, this is, this is Lakers right now. This is, you know, this is the, where they won all those championships. Uh, what in the eighties and nineties? Yep. Early nineties. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, that's that, that felt like I don't. I'm sorry, but I don't think of Clippers here. And uh, Clippers have helped build uh, a little bit of the Staples Center, but it is nice again. The, the thing like uh, Lakers are not leaving the Staples Center anytime soon. So uh, Clippers were, all right, well, we could build our own stuff and let's put it right next to the Rams and Chargers and let's put it right next to the Forum. And, yeah, it's going to be pretty cool for the Clipper organization. Mm-hmm. Should be and, cool once it opens. Yep. Yeah. The, the yeah. Venues, the views from what I've seen in, like, the, the little, like, preview pictures look amazing, so. Yeah. yeah. And this is usually the way that you see them in the previews. I mean, that's what you saw that from SoFi, the way they had the – Previous for them, like man, it came out almost just like that, you know. So, if anything, I mean, the way you made it sound because you're the only one of us who's been to the SoFi, it's better than the pictures, way more. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So uh, we can only hope that that's what we have for the Clippers right there. And uh, mm-hmm. as far as Memphis, they have Wave Center, Mark Gasol, days after acquiring his rights in a trade with the Lakers. I guess it's gonna help him either retire or go back to Spain, or he's supposed to, to retire, right? Um, he plans to retire at Spain, so he wants oh, okay. to play for Spain and call it a career over there. Okay, gotcha. All right. So good luck with him on that. 
And the Nuggets and Aaron Gordon agreed to a four-year extension worth $92 million. So that's pretty cool for them. Yeah, and finally, I'm sorry. You got to step it up. Oh, yeah, big time. Especially that Denver team that needs – I mean, they need more. They need to get up there, man. It's same thing, like, they're the same boat as the Clippers. They're the same boat as the Suns, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, all these teams just need to pick it up. Just whatever, just don't have the Lakers win the West. And the Houston Rockets are working with John Wall for a trade. They're working together for both of the or each side, each part to find a good place where both could benefit. Uh, you guys have any suggestions? Uh, nothing that comes to mind right now. No. Okay. <laughs> Well, then, I guess that's it. (laughs) Phil, Phil, you don't have anything? Imagine him going to the Lakers. I'd be crazy. Oh, man. Man. Well, I mean, I don't think they have room for them at all anymore. Mm. Yeah, no. Nothing. (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, we'll see what that. We're going to keep an eye out on that. And that's going to be doing it. That's going to do it for us here on Sports Next, episode 32. Um, we tune in next week. We're going to talk about... uh, for GFC 266. We're going to talk about the update in the uh, Major League Baseball standings on week three pickums and uh, some little bit more of NBA news. Uh, I hope you like the music. I know it's, uh, it's weird to put some punk rock music in some sports Ooh. show, but, uh, you know, something something unique. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, we, got, we got to live it up somehow, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We got to wake you guys up. Ooh. And, uh, All right, so we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one.